I didn't know anyone's name <laughs> most of the way through this film. So I was just like, cop lady, uh, captain. I still don't know the captain's name. I don't know the captain's name in my so movie either. So he's just being called the captain. Um, he has a name in IMDb that I never heard anybody say. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm just like, no, that's not your name. Your name's Captain. everyone and welcome to two white girls talk bollywood i'm kim and i'm katie and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and not just bollywood boys but also collywood boys because that's true yeah we're switching it up this week yeah we've got two of each in fact yeah if we're talking characters, two of each. If we're talking actors, we just have one Bollywood boy and one Hollywood boy. Yep. What a delight. <laughs> our first Hollywood movie for the podcast, our first oh, yeah. Tamil language film. And that movie, which is the movie I watched, is mm-hmm. called Tadam. Yes. And then Katie watched the Hindi remake. Gumra. Yes. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about yours. I want to ask you first, did you like your movie? I loved it. I loved it too. <laughs> I know. I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, which one's going to be better? And I'm like, I think this is just a good story. So like yeah. kudos to the Tamil film industry and those yep. folks for making this because it was great. Yeah. Specifically, kudos to Magis Tirumeni, who was the writer and director of Tatum, the Tamil original yes. film. Snaps to him. And then Arun Vijay was the the lead. I have to say, like, we've been watching so many serious movies mm-hmm. recently, and even when the movies were, like, a little bit fun and silly, we were doing such serious research for Pride yeah. that I'm just so excited to talk about a movie that was just... It just swept you away in, right. <laughs> in crime and romance. And it yeah. was excellent. No, mine definitely, like was serious serious in the sense that like it's a drama it's a crime mm-hmm. drama yeah but not serious in the sense of like i did not child really murder. feel like yeah <laughs> yeah we were so worried that a child was gonna be killed yeah and, like i think they used the term youngster in the imdb description and they just meant like a 25 year old man <laughs> right okay a 25 year old man tied in mind too <laughs> okay i figured i was like yeah. i would not have changed this character to a child i hope in no Europe. Yeah, we are just doing a plot recap. Yeah. And going to talk real time about what differences we find, (laughs) if any. Yeah. Gumra was directed by Varden Ketkar and stars our guy, Aditya Roy Kapoor. Mm -hmm. I was very grateful that you allowed me to watch the Hindi version (laughs) uh, because I know he's your dude. Well, and honestly, I did it because I know I'm going to watch Gumra, like either way. And now I'm so excited to watch it. As you should. (laughs) You you really should. Then we have Runal Takur playing Shivani, the lady cop, as I called her. Okay. And then just because we have to mention him because he's been in several films lately... Ronit Roy. Oh, yeah, I saw he yeah, was in it. Yeah. Playing the captain. He was great. That's that's excellent. So those are the stars of this. For the sake of consistency, I will say Vidya Pradeep 
played Malar, who was the lady cop in my movie, who they did say her name early <laughs> on, so I did know her name throughout That's the good. whole film. <laughs> I, I'm sure that they did mention my lady cop's name, and I just, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously know Aditya, even though I haven't seen Gumra, and Arun and Aditya, I feel, had very similar vibes. Like, I can see why they made the choice of casting Aditya in this role that was originated by Arun. Okay. I'm now very excited to see Aditya <laughs> in that role. Great. Yeah, he did great. Looked great. Yeah. Was great. Yeah. I find him very handsome, surprising no one. <laughs> Listen, it's the same for me and Arun, and now I'm excited to have another Hollywood boy who I yeah. can stalk. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to uh, also watch. We'll do, we'll do a little switcheroo. Yeah. 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 But before we dive into the plot, I do, Katie, just need to share with you that I had another wild experience of starting to watch a movie Uh and then realizing that I had seen this movie before (gasps) in Hindi. (laughs) Oh. I sat down to watch a Telugu language film called Parugu, but about five or ten minutes in realized I had seen a Hindi remake without even knowing it. Okay. I'm going to read you the plot description of Parugu. Uh Uh-huh. And I want you to try to guess. guess. (laughs) Have Have I seen it? You have seen it multiple times. You've okay. seen it at least twice. Okay. Bring and I will give you more hints if you want them. A group of friends are tasked with finding the daughter of a village head who believes them to have helped her elope. A group of friends are tasked with finding... Okay. I, I see. Now my brain's just getting stuck on yay, Devani. Hey, Devani. Like... <laughs> okay. Let me, let me tell you... It's Tiger. It's a Tiger film. It, I was going to say, it's probably a Tiger film. Yep. Oh, Boggy. No. No, it's not Boggy. Okay, it's wait, It's not wait. Boggy, but this movie does have an unrelated <laughs> sequel. Oh, it's is it Hero Ponte? Yep. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even count the first time I watched Hero Ponte because, again, there weren't subtitles. That's so I was right, just like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it turned out I was very wrong about what the plot was. <laughs> So you only figured out the plot the second time <laughs> yeah. that we watched it together. I loved Hero Ponte. Yeah. I and I loved Parugu. Yeah. Highly recommend it. <laughs> but you you haven't watched Hero Ponte 2 yet, right? No, I have not. With the Jeep on the train. I No. <laughs> I'm excited for us to do that. Ride a Jeep on a train. Right. Yeah, dr- just drive a Jeep straight onto a train. Definitely doable. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Uh, okay. So after that little uh, little side side. I loved there, that. Thank you for um, doing that. That was fun. <laughs> so Tatum. First wait, uh, sorry, can I yes. ask? Did it start off by saying this is inspired by true events? Yes. And I was yes. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then it did I, I'm hoping yours also at by the, the end like at the end elaborated on those true events, which yeah. I have some notes about. Great. Because one I of was... those cases I knew about already. What? Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, I should read up on this, and then I didn't, but fantastic. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so, Tottenham starts with some truly excellent theme music. Mm. Like, real theme song banger here. It's like a guitar riff over like a, a siren sound effect with orchestration Ooh. in the background. 
It's like Jim's theme from yeah. Patan, where I'm like, I this is a theme song that I'm adding to my Bollywood bangers, <laughs> yeah. even you, though it's a Kaliwood movie, but you know. Yes, you my know general I love, bangers. I love Jim's theme. But so, yes, like you said, we start with, a, there's a title card then saying that the, this is based on true events, and there's also a quote saying, legal loopholes exist mainly to safeguard the innocent from being punished. And we see a name, Ahil. Oh, okay. Sorry, yes. yeah, go. <laughs> and so we meet Ahil, and he is telling a friend about a woman who he works with named Deepika. Yeah. He's got a crush on her, but she works on a different floor in his office building. Yes, she does. <laughs> does she work on the 10th floor? She works on the 7th floor, Oh, okay. I think first, works, our first difference. <laughs> he works on the 7th floor, but he rides the elevator to the 10th floor with her every day ah. so that he gets a chance to talk to her, and then he goes back down. In See, my that's version. different. In my version, she gets off first. Oh. Um, so he keeps going. But so... Ahil wants to ask Deepika out. And so he asks her out to coffee and she's like, all right, you're asking the right question, but in the wrong way. Okay. Yes. So Ahil, he spends days trying to figure out mm -hmm. what the right question is. He's testing things out on her and she's just like, nope, still the wrong question. And finally it clicks that he needs to ask her out to tea. And so he asks her to tea and she says yes. Yes. So when this happens in my film, which is interesting because this is not the opening scene of mine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How does your film start? But the exact same scene does have it. So it starts with the crime. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, so clearly they were like, let's switch it up a little bit, which I respect. <laughs> oh, that? Oh, Katie, that is making me think some really interesting things about where the crime happened in my movie oh my god oh my, okay I'm, so, I'm getting like, excited I'm getting, I'm getting the feelings that I had while watching this movie where I was like oh my god I'm invested like yes. I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know what the answer is I have goosebumps right now oh okay um so yeah Gumra opens up on the crime I can't tell you about the music but it was raining mm. and the main character <laughs> is in like a raincoat like a yellow slicker is that yep, that sounds familiar yeah? okay <laughs> and then he shows up at this person's door walks in and this kid in like a ucla sweatshirt he goes running the attacker throws a vase at him the guy falls and then we see he takes a screwdriver was that the murder weapon in your movie? Unclear, but that was what I thought it was. But yeah, violently like, stab, 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 stab. Like, definitely an angry killing. Yeah. <laughs> like, with a screwdriver. Very gross. Yeah. And then we see the attacker leave out the balcony out the back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he got, like, cut by some glass and then jumps down into the garden below and runs off. Okay. So yes, that was my first scene. I think it's really interesting starting off with the crime in your mm -hmm. movie because it certainly sets things off on a dark note. Oh, yeah. Whereas my movie, I mean, the mu the theme music made it clear that it, this was going to be like a dark movie. But it makes it seem like a love story. I mean, yeah. and it is. It is. After the crime, do you go into introducing? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so let's continue. So now we're at the crime scene the next day. Okay. Shivani, the lady cop, rolls up to the crime scene. There's all these cops kind of swarming, looking for clues. And she goes through and does, like, her Sherlock Holmesian, you mm -hmm. know, she's testing because the carpet's wet. Was your carpet wet? 
Uh, I didn't notice. <laughs> okay. The attacker, like, dumped water on the floor to wash away his, like, fingerprints and footprints. Oh. And I'm like, is that how that works? See, I- in mine, you see him very clearly go through and, like, clean everything. Okay. So he's very we... precise about it. And he leaves the body in the bathtub. Yes, our body also got left in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Your body. <laughs> yeah. I have ownership over this now. Um... <laughs> But yeah, and like we see the captain enter. He's okay. talking to Shivani and is like, you have to solve this. And then she's like asking around and she does find the couple that did like the selfies. Okay. And got a picture of their attacker. So okay. that is how they bring in Arjun. Okay. Because the captain's like, I know this guy. Yep. Rattles off his name and they go bring him in. So that's our first introduction. And that's the first time we learn his name. Okay, so that's your first introduction to Arjun, who sounds like he is Ahil. Yep, yeah, I would guess so. After having met Ahil, a new name comes up on the screen, Kaven. Okay, all right. Who is a man who looks exactly like Ahil. Mm-hmm. And but he wears point, different clothes. He's got he a different does. style. In, in my movie, Ahil was always wearing a long-sleeved button-down, Yep. and Kaven was always wearing a t-shirt. Okay, Siraj was wearing like a brightly printed, flowy. Of course, his name shirt. would be Siraj. Oh. <laughs> Siraj. Oh, they just called him Rana, maybe, because that was like his last name. Mm. Or they might have called him Ronnie. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Coven's a crime boy. I don't think there's any mm-hmm. better way to to describe him. Yeah, I I basically um, was like illegal stuff. I don't know. Yeah, we meet him uh, as he and his friend Surali are planning a heist to steal an ATM. We get a dance number called Tapu Tanda, which is my pick for my favorite dance number. It is the only dance number in Tatum, but it's also really great. But it's weird because it's not a montage. It's like you see them dance and then you get like a three minute scene and then it goes back to the dance number. So it's kind of weird the way it's cut in the movie. Uh huh. But if you watch it on YouTube, it's just straight through the song and it's great. I should look Um, that up because I have a feeling it's better than the one dance number in Gumra. But yeah. Over the course of these, like, interspersed scenes, uh, we learn about Coven. He's a womanizer, mm-hmm. and we see a montage of, like, women leaving his apartment. Interesting. There's a, a part where his friend Surly gets caught in a cheating case, and Coven like, gets him off of these crimes because he reads through the notes about the crimes, and he's like, well, these notes are all wrong. There are mistakes in here, so, like, yep. ooh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. clearly he's that got this, again. like, yep. knowledge of the law, but... He only has a 12th grade education. Mm-hmm. And finally, we learn that he has a gambling problem. Oh. Yes. And we learn this because he gambles away nine lakhs that he and Surali owed to a crime boss. And then that crime boss threatens to uh, kidnap them and harvest their kidneys. Okay. So <laughs> just to finish like the first, you know, section of my movie, we do see Arjun get brought in. Okay. And he gets beaten because the captain is like, I know you did this. You're not going to get away this time. And we're like, mm-hmm. whoa, he clearly knows him. And Arjun is like, what are you trying to frame me for this time? Then they happen to bring in this guy who looks exactly like Arjun who got picked mm-hmm. up at like a border because of all his crimes he's done. And we learn okay. that this is Ronnie and Ronnie's drunk. Okay. And then we get a three months earlier. Okay. And that's where we see Arjun meeting up with her name's john v also did your lady love was she also a creepy stalker sort of no not creepy stalker okay 
basically he's on the elevator with her every day oh like she and then knew about him she knows like everything about him like yeah. where he lives what car he drives like his habits that's a lot and he makes a joke like about her being a stalker and i was like for real like she <laughs> in totem it sort of just seemed like she googled him yeah but and it was more just like clearly she's been interested in him all along which too, is cute it, i didn't find it creepy yeah <laughs> yeah no john v was like you have this blue bmw but you only drive it on the weekends when you're trying to show off goodness gracious <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot john v coming on was, strong <laughs> i know and he was into it and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> all right well <laughs> um but yes then you know, we also switch over to Ronnie. Mm-hmm. He's already stolen the ATM at this point. They make and, it seem that way in my movie, but it's not true. Uh, well, okay. To be fair, correct. <laughs> um, yeah, they sell this ATM to some villains. Yeah. Ultimately, the villains find out that they were cheated, and then they're just like, you owe us 25 lakhs. Okay. And then, yeah, they kidnap his friend, did you have, they like have him hanging upside down and they like no. drew the outline of all of his organs and they're like, we're going to take this one first. <laughs> no, they were just after his kidneys. They oh. They weren't, uh, weren't interested in any others in mine. <laughs> okay. But also Ronnie, when they're first brought in to be like, hey, we're going to do this, Ronnie like loses it and like beats up all these bad guys, but then it turns out it was all in his head. Okay. 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 So that doesn't happen in yours. <laughs> no, okay. I yeah. They have his friend dangling upside down. They're like, we're going to gut your friend. Not you, though. I, I don't know. Maybe Ronnie's too skinny. I don't, I don't know. Um, not good organs. He's worked out so much he doesn't have any organs left. He's just a <laughs> yeah. solid brick of muscle. <laughs> um, but he's, like, sitting there tied up, and they're beating him. And then he, like, breaks free and takes out all of the bad guys. Uh-huh. And then he goes over to his friend, who he cut free, but his friend has been, like, shot in the hullabaloo. And then he's like, oh, no. And then we see it rewind. And instead Hmm. of doing that, he, like, starts talking Uh, and goading, you know, the bad guy on. Clearly, he thought through, because he's smart, he's logical. He's like, okay, if I do this, it might end up in his death, so I'm not going to. Kind of furthering this idea that he's this smart guy who thinks through things. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yes, yes. Technically, in the middle of this same dance number in Totem, we do see a little more of the relationship between Ahil and Deepika. He brings her to a construction building that he is working on. That's his job. And, you know, he's super proud of it. And she teases Mm -hmm. him. She's like, I never thought I'd fall in love with a boring engineer. Then this happens when they're, like, back at her apartment and she's got, like, a bra hanging on something (laughs) close by. And he's like, well, do you ever think about how bras are an engineering marvel? Like, engineering (laughs) is magic. He's, like, holding a strapless bra. Oh, I Um, love that. Oh, it was great. It was excellent. And then Kavin and Suruli, they go back to planning this ATM heist, and now they've got this threat. They need to get this money so that they can pay off the guys who want their kidneys. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, they're approached by a random woman who starts talking to Kavin like she knows him. She starts talking about his mom, Uh and he's like, my mom? And she's like, yeah, well, she told me that I could call her mom, too. And by the way, I've been learning Bengali for when we moved to Kolkata. And she's talking about how he's a pilot, and he has this busy schedule. This is not ringing a bell. (laughs) No. This is my favorite part of the movie, This scene never happened. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm, okay. So Kavan and Surly are both very confused about this. And the woman, whose name is Ananti, she explains 
that she's like actually there trying to find Coven's mom now. Um, oh. And she's like, yeah, I've got the one lack for her her medical procedure that she told me to bring. Oh, and so Coven's no. like, okay, well, why don't you bring me to my mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> His mom, quote unquote, it transpires, is this woman who like is another of their kind of crime friends, this older woman who we've oh, seen okay. previously in the, in the song. And she has pretended that Coven is her son and she's like showing pictures of him to women as like a matrimonial option. And then she cons those poor, poor women out of their money. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, well, you're going to marry my handsome son. He's That's like brilliant. rich and a pilot and he lives in Kolkata. And so Coven is not happy about this. And so as the woman Ananti offers the money to his quote unquote mom, he grabs it from her and hands it back to Ananti. And he's like, go oh. on your way. Oh, um, he's like a nice boy. Yeah. And Surali is really not happy about this because he's like, okay, that would have been one less lack for us to get and save our yeah. kidneys but that is not the characterization we get of ronnie <laughs> interesting okay so clearly i think just based on what we've discussed so far i do think the hindi version wanted to really have the audience guessing and also wanted them leaning specifically in one direction yeah that definitely doesn't happen we don't know anything about ronnie's life beyond okay. what we've seen or interesting yeah, because yeah. they're they're clearly setting up Coven as like he is a bad boy and mm-hmm. he is he's into crime, but he also like he he does have a heart of gold and he doesn't want to con people who are in a bad situation. Yeah, and I feel like not that Ronnie's a jerk, but like they don't do anything to make us think he has like a conscience. Interesting. So now we get to the love montage for Ahil and Deepika in my movie. Mm-hmm. Deepika is on vacation and they're both like imagining the other one there with them. Aww. And so there's a moment where Ahil is weightlifting and then he imagines <laughs> Deepika just like comes and sits on his lap while he's lifting weights <laughs> and other very cute things. And then it gets very steamy. Oh. Um, yeah, it's great. They kiss. They they kiss as well. Arjun and John be kiss, but I it felt maybe more tame. Our kisses like the kisses were not happening in the steamy moments in mm-hmm. in Tatum. They were happening there was a whole thing where like before Deepika goes on this trip, she's like, One of the guys I'm going with is like totally in love with me. Does that make you jealous? And then Ahil like grabs her <gasps> and kisses her oh. and he's like, just wanted to show you oh, wow. like that you're my girl oh my god uh, but in like not no, in like no, a possessive no, but way like but in like way, a yeah. don't like don't you worry like you're my girl mm-hmm. oh um, no we didn't get any of that yeah the romance stuff in this movie was really really good which like i was very much caught up in it but yeah our love montage like they don't really talk much you don't really see banter oh. yeah they're just kind of like dancing and i don't know being cute together like sitting yeah. on the couch watching television and then she doesn't go on a trip until later well so then yeah it's not totally clear as you're watching totem but there is that like time is happening kind of differently in a hills yeah. and coven stories yeah it, it makes it look like it's happening at the same time but so a hill then says goodbye to deepika as she goes on another trip um and there's a great little callback moment where she's like aren't you gonna kiss me and remind me whose girl i am hmm. it makes it seem like that's happening at the same time as coven encountering the crime boss who oh, he needs okay. to get the money for but that's happening a month later the crime boss um, thing is happening the a crime month later. boss stuff is happening a month later than got it saying goodbye to deepika at the train station so 
back to Coven. He gets a call from the crime boss, and it sounds like this is where you're seeing his his friend gets taken. Yep. And the boss is like, we, we changed our minds. We're not going to give you those extra two days. Like, you need to get us the money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Coven is desperate. He starts calling everyone he knows looking yep. for the money, but no one will lend him any. And then we cut back to Ananti, the woman from before, telling her mom that she has discovered that Coven is not who she was told he was. Oh, boy. And her mom's like, well, should we go to the police? And Ananti's like, no, no, he didn't actually end up taking the money. Like, he's clearly a good person, so I don't want to rat him out. Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock on the door, and it's Coven. And Coven is there to ask her for money because he knows he she has right. some money. He doesn't know that Ananti knows that he mm-hmm. was, that he is not who... <laughs> She thinks she previously thought he was. Yep. Um, but Anandi does go and get the money and she hands it over to him and she says, this is, you know, this money is my money. It's for my dowry. And so Coven, he takes the money. We don't see exactly what happens with it. But later we do see that he goes back and gives the money back to Anandi. Okay. He has now figured out that she knew all along. Uh-huh. Who that he was a crime boy. Uh-huh. Sorry, this is all very like <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you didn't see it happen, it's very confusing. Um, so he's like, "Why did you give me the money when you knew the truth?" And Ananti's like, "I didn't want you to forget about me." Oh, so there's like there's own love story happening. Yep, I like was so invested in this love story, like more than I've been invested in any. <laughs> and it's only on screen for like maybe a total of seven minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> but great. I was like, this is a love story for the ages. Yeah, definitely no romance for Ronnie. Yeah. unfortunately he is definitely eyeing up shivani like when he gets into the police station like well now that's happening too but there's a very clear reason for it okay um i mean so we go back to a hill he's at a party he's celebrating Mm -hmm. that his building has sold all of the apartments the song Ding Dang from Moon and Michael is playing in the background <laughs> really? of this party, which was one of the more shocking things ding, about ding, it. Ding, ding, ding. No, wait, wait. It's ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. I don't remember how it goes, but it's good. It is, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, With the basketballs. But so he, yeah. He, so he leaves the party early. Um, he tells his coworkers that he has an early meeting the next morning. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a dark and stormy night. Yeah, it is. As he leaves the party, Ahil gets in his car and... You can just tell something's off about him. Uh Like, up to this point, he's been kind of carrying himself in a very different way. And now, suddenly, he seems pure evil, like, is the vibe that you get. And he sits in his car, and again, unlike anything we've seen before, he just starts punching things. He's, like, punching his steering wheel. He's punching the seat next to him. He's, like, losing it. Meanwhile, we see a guilt-ridden cabin, because at this point... I skipped ahead a little bit to finish the story with Ananti there, but at this point, we haven't seen him give the money back. Right. So he's, like, guilt-ridden about taking this money. He's just, like, kicking stuff outside in the alley. And so both men are just losing it. They're angry and violent. And then they both, at the same moment, have, like, a brainwave. Like, a light bulb turns on above their heads. Oh. And then we see one of them, we don't know which, right. taking off his clothes, putting on a yellow raincoat yep. and jeans, and this is where the murder happens. Okay. And it happens in basically the same way you just described. Yeah. The stabbing is mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much the same. Violent. Yeah, very violent. Yeah. yeah. We see Arjun takes John V to the plane, the plane station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The airport. The plane house. <laughs> you know, those places. The the plane bar? Uh, where the planes go. You know. Arjun takes 
John V to the airport um, because she's like going away for two weeks to attend her mom's 10th wedding anniversary. Oh. And then he ended up buying a ticket so that he could go through security and see her before she boarded her plane. And he asks her to marry him. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Does he, that happen? Well, we don't see the proposal, okay. but we know that there that he asks her from an earlier montage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he asks her to marry him. It's very sweet. He doesn't have a ring, though. But then, yeah, we see we flash over to Ronnie. Ronnie's doing his thing. Then we see Arjun at the company party celebrating. Then he leaves. And yeah, just like gets in the car. And I wouldn't say he completely shifts into evil, but he's clearly upset about something. And I was like, yeah, like what happened to it you? Was, it was definitely, like, out of nowhere in Totem too, but there was, like, just enough of a buildup where I was suddenly, like, the hairs on the back oh, of my neck yeah. stood up. Ooh. I was like, something has changed about A-Hill. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what it is. Okay. It sounds like maybe the Tommel one did a better job of getting the vibe across, like, give, giving this kind of, like, <gasps> than maybe yeah. the Hindi yeah, version Yeah, well, and... In my mind, having the crime at the start versus in the middle, having it where it was for me, and it sounds like they fleshed out Coven's character more than they did Ronnie's I think character. So, yeah. But first of all, I was convinced it was A Hill. I was oh. like, well, I was like, isn't it? Ob- it's obvious to me that it was A Hill mm. who killed him. And I was like, am I supposed to feel that way? Like, am I supposed to feel that confident that it's him? Does the movie want me to feel that way? Is it trying to lead me in a different direction? But I felt very confident that it was him. I didn't want it to be either of them. Because I had grown to love these characters over the course of, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then seeing the murder happen, I was like, I don't believe either of them is capable of this. And I find it interesting to start with the murder because... You kind of don't know the whole time right. whether I, you I, like yeah. you, you don't have that confidence in either of them right. throughout the whole thing. Well, and then you know when you meet Arjun first, you're like he's put together and he's got this love life and like he's mm-hmm. a successful engineer. And then Ronnie is like a deadbeat. Right. Was there also money missing from a safe? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, which also was important because they made sure that we knew that in that first initial scene as well that we knew that the victim had borrowed 20 lakhs or 25 lakhs from his family and that that money was no longer in the safe so everything in the lead up makes it very clear to me that I was like okay so you're really making me feel like Ronnie did this which makes me think that maybe it wasn't Ronnie but I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah it sounds like they they built up the suspense in different ways Mm -hmm. and the mystery in different ways which is interesting yeah but it kind of brought us to the same place of right uncertainty but for me it was almost like a certain uncertainty where I was like I'm so sure that I feel like I must be wrong (laughs) oh okay yeah Um, anyway it's very interesting headspace to be in for this movie I can now skip ahead a little bit in my notes because things after we see the murder well also I should mention I became convinced that there was going to be a third one of them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I did at one point I was like there's triplets (laughs) there must be three um but moving forward from there everything happens very similarly to what you described all the way through the fact our victim's name is Akash I, uh, yeah. Akash's sister is like he always would have had cash at home and he didn't so we know that money was was stolen there are no witnesses all of the surrounding houses are empty but it did turn out that one of the neighbors like sons was having a party in his parents empty house and took a selfie and yeah. there's the picture and the captain looks at the picture and is immediately like I know that man his mm-hmm. name's Ahill Everything progresses, again, very similarly to what you described at the start of your movie. Just in a different order, yeah. 
Yeah, they bring in Ahil. He, you know, it is clear that they know each other. They leave him in his cell for hours. Mm -hmm. And when he, you know, after he gets accused of this crime, he's yelling at the captain, like, you're just doing this to get revenge on me. Yeah. There's also a moment in here, too, where the captain is kind of lightly interrogating him. Like, do you know Akash? Where were you on the night of Mm -hmm. the murder? And Ahil kind of messes up his alibi. Like, he said, he's like, I was at a party and they were like, well, why'd you leave the party? And he gives a different reason than he had given his co-workers. And they were like, well, your co-workers said this thing, so why are you lying? And so then Ahil explains that on his way home, he got a flat tire. And then the cops leave and, you know, they're kind of like patting themselves on the back. But then they like it's really great how they do it because they're like coming down the stairs and all of the cops are just like lined up against the walls, like staring in <laughs> shock into the lobby. Yeah. And they walk in and there's Coven sitting on the floor. Yes. Yeah, yep. Slobbering drunk. Yep. Um, he crashed his motorcycle into a police Jeep. Mm. That's how he gets brought in. <laughs> he also importantly when he and Malar make eye contact, he winks at her. Oh, you know what? He might wink. I think he might wink at her in my in Gumra as well. Yeah. Coven, even though it's the same guy, Coven's way sexier than Ahil. <laughs> I was just thinking... It needs to be said. <laughs> like, just to fill in, uh, when they ask Ronnie where he was, he ex- like, the night of the murder, he says that he was at his friend's shop. Mm. But then we get, like, intermission because... Shivani is like, oh my gosh, which of the two is it? I don't know. But then right after intermission, she goes to both men and is they're like, take off your clothes. And Arjun just immediately takes off his shirt and like has a cut on his mm-hmm. upper arm. So then I was like, it was him. But then they go to Rani. And funny enough, when they tell him to take off his clothes, he starts with his pants. Yep. Yeah. The same thing happens in, in my movie. And they're like, no, don't do that. But then the eye contact that mm-hmm. he was making with Shivani as he was just, like slowly unbuttoning his shirt. I was like, stop Aditya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like yep. he has tattoos mm-hmm. and also well, has so a cut that, on his upper arm. That happens before intermission. In Tatum, they start interrogating Kavin. He says, yeah, he was he was actually taking care of his sick friend, Suruli, on the night of the murder. Mm. He's like wiping his face with her a handkerchief. handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he stole. Gives so her some DNA. Yeah. That he's like being flirty mm-hmm. with her. And Which she does not like or reciprocate. She is not reciprocating. Yep. No. Anyway, so before intermission, we see the police chief is talking to a public prosecutor. Mm hmm. The chief is saying, we've got to arrest Ahill. Like, I've been wanting to bring him down for years, and this is my last chance. I'm retiring in a couple months, which I was like, he's going to die in this movie. Because, <laughs> like, that's always the thing that, like, if someone's going to retire, they die first. Anyway. Uh-huh. The, and the police prosecutor is like, well, yeah, and now our main piece of evidence means nothing because we have this man who looks exactly like him. What a shame that it was a different police station who brought him in, because if it was us who brought him in, we could have just killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah, the public prosecutor says this. They 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 were a little more subtle about it. Uh, Interesting. From what I can just, recall, like, at least, him. they didn't explicitly, like, threaten murder. Yeah. But then the prosecutor says, all right, we've got two days to figure out who did it, and then on the third day, they have to, like, go to trial. So we got to figure this out. <laughs> When we get back from intermission, we're eight months in the future. Okay. <laughs> um, 
we see we see a documentary film crew who is interviewing all the cops who were involved in this case. Fascinating. And the cops are saying, like, yeah, no, those two days were super intense. We worked day and night to try to figure out who was guilty. We were being pulled in one direction, then another direction. And then we flash back mm. to the the events immediately following the murder. We, the police are also saying, okay, we can't tell either of them about each other. We also we can't mm-hmm. give them any food or water. We see them get, like, yeah, hung by their arms by the ceiling. Yep. They get electrocuted. They get beaten. Yeah, Arjun gets beaten with a stick. Like, he's hanging. Mm-hmm. But then Ronnie is the one. They put his feet in water and then take some wires and just, like, put them in there. And I was like, I'm just... <laughs> You... It does not get that graphic in Tottenham. They're just oh. like, you see them kind of like setting stuff up and then they like grab a stick and then the next thing you see, the, they're not looking in good shape. Okay, <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely see him get electrocuted. Yeah, boy. So Marl at this point decides that she wants to find out more about the victim, yep. Akash. And so she goes, she talks to his housekeeper. She talks to one of his old friends from college. The friend from college says that like, you know, we're no longer in touch, but when he was in college like he didn't really have many friends yep. Marl asks if he ever had a girlfriend and the friend says there was one girl that he liked but nothing came of it mm-hmm. she rejected him and then he was never interested in girls after that Ugh. yeah yeah and you know i kind of tuned out this part of it i was like yeah 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 okay like it's not about him you know it's funny because <laughs> i was immediately like that's probably deepika right Oh my god, good for you. And I, I was like, why didn't she keep asking questions? Well, like, why didn't Marl keep asking questions about it? And I feel like that happened right in the aftermath of the murder. Like, I think that those questions mm. happened at the very beginning of the movie. For Got me. it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, well, and to be honest, by the time we had gotten to the point where that became relevant again I had forgotten I had thought of it yeah (laughs) so so much other stuff happened that I had forgotten about it neither the housekeeper nor the friend recognize the murderer there's seemingly no connection between Akash Ahil or Cobbin they go and talk to Suruli, Coven's friend, who is his alibi. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't know anything, but yep. he also didn't know Coven before 10 years ago. The cops are like, all right, well, we're, that's enough questions for now, but don't leave town. And Suruli's like, yeah, no problem. And then the next thing we see is him leaving town mm-hmm. with a duffel bag. Interesting that you guys knew each other for 10 years. Oh, I think what he said was no one knew him before 10 years ago. Because oh, the okay. woman who we had been introduced to knew him Got it. Uh, for 10 years. But anyway... Marl then talks to one of the other cops to find out what the beef is yeah. between the chief and Ahill. Mm-hmm. And so what we find out is that Ahill helped the inspector's daughter escape from an arranged marriage to elope with the man she loved, a la Hero Ponty yeah. and Parugu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which also just makes me like Arjun more, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Ahill and Arjun are both clearly good guys. Mm-hmm. So finally, after all this information is gathered, um, Marl gets a call from the forensics lab. Yes. And they're like, we've found a hair sample. We can do a DNA test. We'll be able to get definitive proof of who kills Akash. But so that was all day one. So we're through one day of investigation. So the next morning, day two, starts with Ahil banging on his door because he needs to use the bathroom. Mm. He is refused this opportunity, and then we flash over to Coven, and we see it's because he is, like, throwing up in the bathroom. Oh. So he is... The bathroom is occupied. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, the cop who has, like, led Coven there is like, well, now I need to use the bathroom. So he, like, drags Coven out and yep. leaves him sitting on the floor yes. outside the bathroom. 
Yeah, so it tells him to wait there. Yes. Yes. So Ahill then, someone brings him a bucket and is like, here you go. And Ahill's like, no. And the door is still open, so he just, like, pushes past this man okay. with the bucket, <laughs> locks him in, and then starts running for the exit. Okay, can I just... In my film, in Gumra, Arjun is basically playing dead. Like, he's oh, just okay. laying face down on the ground. <laughs> okay. When the cop comes in to, like, check on him. And so then he goes over, like, flips him onto his back, and he's still, like, playing dead. Uh-huh. And then he, like, wakes up, grabs the cop by the shoulders, throws him off of him, goes sprinting out of the room. And so it's just funny that... Yeah. But we do they d- also... They did it in different ways. We do yeah. also see Ronnie peeing. And, like, just in this way where he's just kind of, like, making eye contact with the cop. <laughs> a lot of confidence. A lot Classic of Classic Ronnie for you right there. Yeah, but so, similar situation. He is still sitting on the floor of the lobby, but, again, yes. interesting just the little choices they make. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of mix things up. Yeah. But so, Coven sitting outside the bathroom... He looks over and he sees Ahill. Ahill is, like, kind of trying to make his way through, like, a records room or something. I don't know. It's unclear mm-hmm. to me where he is. He can't see Coven, but Coven can see him. Yep. And, like, first Coven looks confused, and then he just gets, like, this little glimmer in his eye. So in my <laughs> mind, I was like, okay, he's confused as to why this man looks exactly like him, but then he's, like, formulating a plan. Uh-huh. So Ahill then, you know, runs out from wherever he was, runs past Coven. Coven trips him. Yep. Ahill falls to the ground, turns, sees Coven, and it is immediately clear that these two men know each other. Because they just start fighting. They, they start beating the crap yeah, out of each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, they're definitely fighting like they know each other. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's it was a very violent fight. Yeah, like, there was they a tried lot of to attempted... shoot each other and yeah, stab each other. Yeah. To... <laughs> There was a lot of attempted stabbing, and one cop did get stabbed, but he was okay. okay he was fine. <laughs> that's good. It was just a light stabbing. But then, yeah, like, Coven grabs a shotgun, mm-hmm. and then it's not loaded, so it's like, has, like, it's like a bayonet. It's got a knife oh at the end, so he grabs God. that off and then starts trying to stab Ahill with the knife. But so then, as this is happening, Marl gets the second call from Forensics, saying, like, both samples that you sent us were a match for this DNA. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're identical twins, yep. and this is the moment where I feel compelled to dedicate this episode to my best friend from college who literally gave birth to identical twins <laughs> a week ago today. Uh, now they can commit boys. crimes. Yeah, congratulations, Catherine. I hope your sons never murder people. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Uh, I also, like, I wasn't expecting their, them to be twins. Me neither. Because, I thought it was yeah. going to be just a coincidence or something yeah yeah i was like i I was assuming it was going to be a dawn-esque doubling situation Mm -hmm. where it's like there's no reason that he has a double or like cajona pr well and then i was also thinking this is based on true events it'd be really weird if in real life yeah there there was was a double situation that they weren't related yeah that that is also true so the cops take a hill and coven into separate rooms yes and they're interrogating them each separately, and they each tell the story of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents were in love, but their their parents did not approve of the match. So they eloped, they got married, but then it turned out they were not a good couple. They fought a lot, and so they decided to divorce when the boys were six years old. And in a both more and less traumatizing choice than in the film The Parent Trap, they do decide to separate the twins. Interesting. Okay. 
Ahill grows up with his dad, Coven grows up with his mom. Okay. Ahill tells the cops that his mom was a terrible mom and that she used to gamble away all her money and she would bring Coven to the gambling halls. And so, like, you know, she was this horrible parent. And Coven is like enraged when the cops tell him that this is the story Ahill has told. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, my mom was an amazing person. She gave up everything she had to the ones she loved. And we do see her giving, like, her last piece of jewelry to a woman whose husband needs a medical procedure. Oh. And he's like, she was the first in her family to go to college. Yeah. She's this incredible person. And he's, like, furious that Ahill, like, presented her this way. Mm-hmm. And then Coven says that his mom was sick with ludomania. Yeah, they use that term yeah. as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ludo. It's like, listen, we all have ludomania. <laughs> uh, anyway, Coven then accuses Ahil of being a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, he even spent a year in a psychiatric facility because he's such a yeah. crazy person, to use his words and not my own. And Ahil is like, He's the liar. He's the one who spent time in a psychiatric facility. He even stabbed the chief doctor in the neck with a fork. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Can I cut in here before? Yes. Because yes. Basically, when they're, they're separated and they tell the police about their past, they say they were happy until they were eight years old. Okay. Like, what a weird... Older. Okay. What a weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arjun doesn't explicitly say that his mom was like a bad mom. He's mm. just like, she had a gambling problem. And then Arjun was better at school. And then when they divorced, their father took custody of both boys. Oh. Yeah. Fascinating. And cast their mom out of the house. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then it shows them on like their ninth birthday, their mom shows up at their school and is like, oh, I brought you a cake, boys. And Ronnie's so excited to see her. And Arjun is like, well, dad's waiting for us to get home. Like, he wouldn't be happy if he knew we were talking to you. And so this is where, like, we see the split between the boys starting. Because Ronnie's like, why don't you love our mom? And then their mom is like, oh, no, it's okay. He loves your dad the way you love me. But then when their father finds out that she, like, talked to them, he gets a restraining order. Wow, okay. Does this not? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, it just, it sounds like the father in your movie is maybe a little bit more of an attentive father than the one in mine. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't seem not like... Not necessarily a good father, yeah, it, but like... It didn't seem like he wanted the boys, but yeah. Okay. And then she ends up dying, and that's when like the boys okay. start fighting. But that is when they then do the psych ward thing. Arjun is the first one to say it. Then they go talk to Rani, and he's like, yeah, Arjun is a compulsive liar, he's the one who was on the psych ward and he stabbed a guy with a pen Ah. and then when they go back to arjun he's like yeah i was there too they tell you that you know that you know that like straight from the beginning you don't know it was both of them until the end oh that was their twist yeah which makes sense Um, because that's like kind of the secret like yeah yeah. (laughs) because Um, they also they call yeah, so they when they call the facility in Totem, like nobody who worked there then still mm. works there now. And the records don't have were files. lost. Yeah, okay. And the the doctor who was stabbed died like a year after the incident. Oh, um, he's dead. Yeah, and they also say that he like could never speak again after mm. the incident. Yeah, but so filling in some of the gaps uh, mm-hmm. from like where you just got to with Gumra. So the cops ask Ahil how his mother died, and he says that it was jaundice, and then they ask Coven, mm. and Coven says the same thing. He, you can tell from his demeanor that he's lying, that yeah. there's more to that story. 
basically she took her own life and he blames yeah. himself for it because she was like asking him to trust her and he didn't and then she took Oof. her life I said the thing about their father being more attentive in Gumra because, first of all, why would either parent give up full custody of one of their children? Why wouldn't they try to have joint custody of both? Yeah. Second of all, he knows about his ex-wife's gambling problem. Why is he just letting his other son right. live with her? Like, why didn't he try to get full custody? Which is exactly why that's how they framed his full custody in yeah. Gumra. Yeah. So that does make a little bit more sense. Ahil then explains that Coven came to live with them at that point. He was always a problem child. He was super jealous of everything that Ahil had. He starts running away from home. He ends up getting kicked out of school. It is not the case in my movie that Coven is any less good at school than Ahil. It's okay. pretty clear that they're both equally intelligent, just Coven had a harder life, mm -hmm. and so he didn't finish school. Ahil also says that Coven was, like, fixated on being better than him. Yes. So Coven learned six languages when Ahil learned three. Coven was, like, determinedly, even though he wasn't in college, was studying everything about the law because their dad wanted Ahil to be a lawyer, but Ahil went into construction. Mm. And so Coven was like, well, then I'm going to learn everything about the law. So that's how he knows these little things. Right. After their dad died, the two boys had no contact with one another. Mm. But Ahil explains that he recently found out that Coven was stalking him. And Ahil, like, theorized that Coven was jealous because he's got this great life, he's got this great yeah. woman. And so Coven just, like, needed to step in and mess things up. And so he comes home one day to find Coven, like, leaving his house. Mm-hmm. And so Ahil, like, you know, tears his house apart trying to figure out what was taken, and he realizes he can't find the ring that he bought okay. for Okay, that happens in Gumra as well. Well, so then Ahil obviously suspects Coven of stealing the ring, mm -hmm. and so he calls the cops. Oh. The cops apprehend Coven, and they beat him. Uh-huh. And he keeps saying, like, I didn't steal the ring. I don't have the ring. And so finally the cops let him go. And then Coven calls Ahil and he's like, I know where the ring is in your house. And he tells him where it is. And Ahil goes and finds it there. And Coven's like, someday you are going to find yourself in the same position of being, like, innocent and being beaten by the cops. And it's going to be because of me. Like, I'm going to have made that happen. Mm -hmm. yep. Similarly but different. Uh -huh. Once Arjun figures out that the ring is gone, he tells like his friend who has goons okay. to go beat him up. And so they uh. beat him and he's like, I don't know where the ring is. And then we see Arjun like in his car and he finds the ring box just in his glove box. Oh. And then Ronnie calls him and is like, someday I'm going to hit you where it hurts. Well, I, and see, and I like that version with the goons a little bit better because I was like, if the cops had just apprehended Coven like recently and beaten uh, yeah. him up, wouldn't they have record of that? Right. Like, I don't know. It mm -hmm. just all seemed a little strange. So at this point, everyone at the police station suspects Ahil because he tried to escape. And so they're like, well, why would he escape if he weren't guilty? And I'm like, because you were like holding him in a dark cell without yeah. giving him food. Marl... She goes to check his car mm -hmm. to, like, prove his alibi, and she does find that there's, like, a muddy tire in the trunk of his car. So she's like, his story checks out. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, the cops find out that Suruli left town, yep. the friend who was Coven's alibi, 
they also find out about Coven owing the money to the crime boss, mm-hmm. the one who was going to steal their kidneys. So now Marl is like, clearly he did it. Everything is now pointing to yeah. Coven. And then one of the cops confesses to her that the police chief has been planning this whole thing where he's going to frame Coven for a jewelry robbery that happened the same night of the murder. Uh-huh. He's framing Coven so that Coven gets accused of the jewelry theft so that clearly Ahill is the murderer because, again, he's trying to take revenge on Ahill for the, his daughter's elopement. I did not get a nice explanation of the jewelry heist thing. Okay. Shivani goes to talk to Ronnie and she's like, yeah, your friend skipped town. And then we see Ronnie talking to the captain and he's like, I was playing poker with this guy the night of the murder. And the captain's like, well, why didn't you say this before? And Ronnie's like, yeah, I don't know. Then that's when the captain takes him to this jewelry store that was broken into the night before. And he's like, okay, just put your fingerprints all over this because you'll get a limited amount of time here, much less than you would get for murder. Well, and that's actually similar because we do, we find out the same thing about Coven and like gambling. And it turns out that he took the money from Ananti mm-hmm. to pay his way into this game. Yes. And then that's why he wins the money and then he gives it back to her. Mm-hmm. But so Marl is like, all right, we need to make Ahill's alibi airtight. And Ahill had mentioned that when he had the flat tire, he was helped by mm-hmm. a cab driver. Yep. And so Marl's like, all right, I'm going to find the cab driver. So the cops are like, all right. Airtight alibi, Ahil did it, Coven's innocent. Then Marl is like, no, yep. we found the cab driver. Mm-hmm. So no one knows who's guilty. We're at the end of day two, and the public prosecutor is like, there's nothing else we can do. Now we need to just let the courts decide. Yep. And then we fast forward eight months, and we're in court. Now, did you did you have the whole thing with the documentary film crew? No. Okay. It was just like six months later, and then we see the verdict. Yes, that's what we see, too. But so it's the day of the verdict. The judge calls both Ahil and Coven forward. He says he has no choice but to let both of them go, mm-hmm. even though one of them committed a heinous crime, because it's better to let 100 guilty men go free than one innocent man be locked up. Yeah, so they both go free. And then we get a title card saying, after the verdict. We go back to the police station and Marl finds an old photo of Deepika that they had taken from Ahil's house and hadn't returned. Marl starts wondering, why did Deepika never like show up for the trial? Mm-hmm. Why has why have we not heard from her this whole time? Ahil said that they did end up breaking up, but like oh. still we would have thought we would have like seen her or heard from her. Can I just um post verdict once they're let go? We see Arjun thanking her profusely, being like, oh, thank you so much for helping. And then, like, Ronnie walks by and kind of just, like, gives a wink and saunters off. Um, Uh But then we do see Shivani, like, she gets a bunch of files dropped off on her desk. And one of them is a missing persons report. And it's John V. Okay. My blood went cold. That feels a lot more effective than oh, the picture thing. Oh, it was terrifying because I was like, yeah. oh my god, he played them all and he's like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and in this moment, now I'm just, am I, have I been pronouncing her name wrong this whole time? Hold on a second. Okay, so her name is Malar, not Ma- Maral. At some point I messed up the consonants and I started Got spelling it. it in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. So Malar. 
So she calls Akash the victim. She calls his old friend. And finally now she follows up with more questions about that girl that mm-hmm. he had a crush on who rejected him. It was Deepika. Yep. These cops are terrible at their job is the next note I wrote. Um, <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> we flash back to one month before the murder. And so this again is right after Deepika went on her trip. Ahil is learning from one of Deepika's friends that she never showed up for this on this trip. Oh. But somebody saw her on a train platform with Akash, and Akash had his arm around her. Okay. And so everyone assumes that she ran away and, like, eloped with Akash, but Ahil is like, I don't believe that that happened, and so he's still looking for her. Yeah. Shivani in, in Gumra tracks down one of John B.'s friends. Okay. Who then explains that after John B. left for her trip, uh, she kept getting these text messages from John B. saying, like, I'm breaking it off with mm. Arjun. And then she's like, can you just tell him, like, I'm going to marry my college boyfriend? Like, Oh, wow. Okay. And so then the friend takes the phone to Arjun and is like, look, this is what she sent me. And he was like, there's no way. That's just not how she yeah. would handle this. And, like, that's yeah. it's not true. Well, and so Ahil goes to find Akash. And what I think we're trying to imply is that he finds out where Akash lives. That is the moment when we see him have the like freak out in the car he goes to akash's house to question him and then akash reveals that he kidnapped deepika he had drugged her on the train that's why he had his arm around her on the platform he raped her repeatedly yep killed her Mm -hmm. and says that right up until the end she believed that ahil would come to save her yes that's what happens in gomra too pretty dark um malar then she does end up like getting in touch with the the mental hospital she finds out that it was both ahil and coven who were there together and the doctor's notes say that no matter what comes between them there's no stopping them when they team up yeah and then the theme music comes back oh that's good that's (laughs) good good Shivani does call the hospital and she finally gets in touch with the doctor because the doctor they stabbed is still alive. I think he must have been on vacation or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But she finally connects with him and he's like, oh yeah, they were both there. Mm -hmm. They fight like dogs, but if a third person gets in between them, yeah, they're unstoppable. They'll just team up. And I was like, oh, I have goosebumps. Like, I I just like, it's it's just creepy, but also like fascinating and i yeah i know i i loved every their dynamic yeah the the doctor does say too that he right up until his death he never knew who it was who stabbed him Mm -hmm. so then as the theme music comes back in we see coven and a hill after the verdict they like kind of left town together and they're like on the side of the road chatting yep yep (laughs) and a hill is saying at first I thought that you were trying to give me trouble, but then I realized you were there to save me. And we see that Coven pretended to be drunk, mm-hmm. pretended to crash his motorcycle so into that the he police. So he get arrested. Jeep, so that he'd get arrested. Yeah. He knew that Ahil was looking for Akash, and like as careful as he would be, he would still get found out somehow and knows that the chief had been trying to pin something on him. So he was like, I can't let this happen to yeah. you. 
he also explains that he was acting like a jerk the whole time to get into Malar's head. And make her hate him. Because he was like, she's like really smart. And we also like, I know that she has done things clandestinely to get innocent people off Mm -hmm. before. So I'm going to just really seem like a bad person so yeah. that she's on Ahil's side. Yeah. And then sure enough, and, she's the reason that he yep, is and, free. Yeah. And, yeah. And Coven is like, well, Coven says it was the biggest gamble of his life <laughs> and he won. Even though Malar has figured out what happened, she obviously can't raise the charges again because she hired a fake person yep. to be the cop. She like or planted the, the cab driver. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Genius plan. Brilliant. Oh my God. I was just like, oh my God, this is so good. (laughs) So good. And then Ahil asks Kavin why he helped him. And Kavin says he didn't do it for him. He did it for their mom. Who loved him right up until her death. Loved Ahil and Kavin right up until her death. So he tells Ahil that he's starting a new life and he's getting married to a woman named Ananti. Ah, love it. And Ahil says that he's sold everything he owns and he's leaving the country for good. And he hands Kavin a photograph, or an envelope, and in that envelope is a photograph of their mom with the two of them. I forgot to mention that that was what Kavin had broken into Ahil's house to oh, steal before, was a okay. picture of their mom. Yeah. Aww. We get this end song. It's a sad song where Ahil is remembering Deepika and he's imagining her there with oh, that's him. Sweet. There is also an adorable moment where Kavin and Ananti are like at a restaurant together and Ananti hands him a birthday card and he's like, don't I get a present? And then she takes off her scarf and she has a bow tied around her neck. <laughs> and he's That's like, cute. well, do I get to open my present? Uh-uh. And then, and she like looks sort of embarrassed about it. And then like the next thing we see is the two of them, like he's shirtless, they're in bed together. Oh, yeah. And he's saying... He's he wishes that he could apologize to his mom because he he knows he should have trusted her. So that's the wrap up of the boys stories. And then the last thing we see is one of the cops telling the documentary film crew, oh, this case is unique. Like nothing like this has ever happened before. And then the film crew is like, this has happened multiple times in multiple, in multiple countries. countries. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, before we before get, I get oh. into that, yeah, go. Uh, sorry, I was about to say I think exactly what you were about to say. Go ahead. I just wanted to explain again. I wish that they had given Ronnie like a love story. Yeah, Arjun like drives away. He's like, "There's nothing for me here. Here, you could mm-hmm. have my house." So Ronnie gets Arjun's house, and then Arjun just like drives away. But there's absolutely nothing about like John V. There's no imagination or anything. That sounds really beautiful and feels like it also kind of brings on like the bittersweet note to this ending, where it's like, yeah, you got your revenge and you like avenged her murder, but -hmm. she's still dead. Whereas here, it's just like, (laughs) it's just sad. Um, It it does sound very sad. (laughs) Well, and I really love the way that these two characters are portrayed throughout the movie because you get to the end and you realize that neither of them is fully guilty and neither of them is fully innocent. Yep. And that, to me, is always such an interesting mm-hmm. place to kind of live in a, in a crime movie and where there's no real, like, black and white. It's just everything is gray. Yeah. And also that, like, they're in it together. Yes. Like... And I want a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, no matter what their personal, like, relationship is, they're like, I've got your back. Yeah. Oh, God, it was, it was so good. Like, I was hooked probably 20 minutes in. 
or the yeah. second they started fighting I think that was when I was like <gasps> and then I was riveted I was like I can't look yeah. away I literally I was overthinking it I think because I was like okay yeah. well it's clearly it can't be Ronnie it was very much like I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you <laughs> You have a dizzying intellect. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. Well, and I, like, I was so glad that they started with the love stories because I'm always going to be invested mm-hmm. in a romance. And so I was hooked as soon as, like, Ananti comes on the scene. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like, I, nothing gets me going more than, like, a crime boy and an innocent girl. <laughs> I'm always there for that love, love story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, super invested the whole time. And, yeah, just, like, I found myself convinced it was a hill when i saw the murder happen and then i was like well is it maybe there is a third one maybe they both did it somehow like i found myself trying to figure it out but i really even the things that i did kind of figure out they presented it to me in such a way that really took me by surprise and it turned out to mean different things than i thought it would yeah so i do want to make sure to talk just a little bit about the cases that they note at the end of these instances where identical twins were arrested and then both were set free because it was not determinable which of them was guilty Interestingly, the first three that they show, there's one in, I think, Malaysia, England, and Germany. In all three of those, the last line is, and then they were both freed. Uh They were both set free. The U.S. one ends a little bit differently. Interesting. Okay, just to let you know, like, they did, all of them were like, they were both acquitted. Well, Katie, let me tell you. Oh, boy. So in the U.S. case, I was familiar with this case. I remember seeing this on the news when Mm. I was a kid. It was a rape case. Oh. These two men are now both registered sex offenders. So, and I do think it's important to note that that's the way that apparently the U.S. criminal justice system works. These two men are both black. Oh. We hear the judge say better 100 guilty men are free than one innocent man be locked up. In the U.S., If that man is black, it's much better that they both be determined guilty. Yeah, correct. According to the U.S. criminal justice system. Okay, so they weren't in prison, but they are both registered sex offenders, even though not both of them committed rape. Exactly, yes. Oh, yeah, they didn't go into that. Well, no, they... So the way that the film ends it is they say no progress after 18 years. So Mm -hmm. that's the way that the the sentence ends in the movie. And then I, remembering this case and also remembering that both men were black, I was like, well, I want to look up what happened. And that was where I read that they were both registered sex offenders. That sucks. When I saw it at the end of Gumra, I was like, oh, well, then they must be white. Like, it's just a fact. Ah, yeah. When, when, Yeah. When you just see the the statement they were both acquitted that just you just that doesn't that really happen white. to black men or black people yeah. in general in yeah. the states um no their guilt is often just assumed oof. well so <laughs> i enjoyed this so much i loved yeah. totem i am looking forward to watching gumra it was so good and i'm yeah i was really fully expecting us to be frame for frame the same so yeah. it's really exciting to me that the hindi version actually did reformat it you know obviously yes the storyline is the same but it makes it seem like both versions are worth watching yeah it does seem like the hindi version made an attempt to reframe the narrative and also to maybe adjust some of the details 
to make it a little more suspenseful, mm-hmm. like the thing with the missing persons case at yeah. the end. That's that's really well done. It still sounds to me like they didn't make it different enough no. to justify making the movie, sure. but I'm not going to say that I'm disappointed in them for making it, because again, I'm not going to deny my enthusiasm for watching this movie, <laughs> uh, for watching Gumra. but I do think anyone who has seen Gumra and has not seen Totem should definitely watch Totem and have that appreciation for the original, because yeah. it is chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. But what a good choice. Like, I'm so happy. So good. You know, we kind of decided, not last minute, but we we decided pretty recently that we wanted to yeah. watch this combo of movies. And the past few times we've done that, it hasn't worked out. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that this was a good, uh, a good last minute pick. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm glad we made this choice to each watch them mm-hmm. separately and come together in this way. Like, I think this is... This could be a structure for some other good future episodes. Yeah, I think, and I, I think we have the plan to do this again at some point. Yeah, for sure. I have one piece of Bollywood news and one piece of or South Asian news more broadly. Ooh, okay. Um, which I'll start with that, which is that Nepal, just a week or so ago, was the first South Asian country to legalize gay marriage. <gasps> good. Yeah. Good for Nepal. Let's hope this has a rippling effect throughout South Asia and we see India making the same choice next. Oh, amazing. Then my piece of Bollywood news is just uh, if anyone didn't see Ranveer Singh's Tiffany photo shoot. I I did see that. I yeah, I was I was flustered. I've never been more attracted to a man wearing a diamond bracelet. I'm very giggly. Yeah. There there's yeah. the one picture where he's like looking straight into the camera. Like there's just oh, there was yes. one photo that I was like if I were like 17 again, I would just put this Hang on, on my, my wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for the one picture? Sorry, I am. Um, I do want to know which one it was because there was one for me too, and I'm wondering if it was the same one. Okay. Hold on. I, I know. I'm like now oh, looking. Oh, it was this one. And I'm like, one and two are both. I think it was two though. I don't know. It was two yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something, it's like, oh, let me just sexily scratch my neck. Yeah, and the intensity of his gaze. And the hair. And his hands. Such a beautiful, beautiful Bollywood boy. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm flustered. I gotta stop. I'm flustered. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, Pluggables. Pluggables. First, I did also just want to say sorry for the audio quality last week kim did the best job ever trying to make it listenable and i think you did as good of a job as you possibly could and it sounded awful like yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry friends i did i i hope our listeners as i did got used to it Mm -hmm. as they went um but yeah that was yeah you know, it it was your mic's fault. Your mic just decided that it was going to be haunted. Uh, and, and didn't even have the decency to tell us. Nope. You know? I didn't, because you sounded the same to my ears as we were recording, but the recording itself was all messed that up. That should be yeah. like a rule among ghosts, you know, that like if a ghost gets into your microphone or headset, they're like, hey, just so you know, I'm here. <laughs> I... Yes, I think that ghosts should alert us to their hauntings yeah. immediately yep. and not wait until we find it out in post-production. Exactly. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for hanging in there with that. I've got a new mic. Yay. That won't happen again. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks in general for listening. Also, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. 
yeah you can also subscribe on any podcast platform that you listen to us on you can also leave a rating or a review but however you choose to interact with us or not interact with us yeah we just appreciate you listening so thanks yeah that is all absolutely true. Thank you all so much. And uh, join us also on YouTube and Spotify, where we keep playlists of our favorite songs from the movies that we watch. Uh, we link those in our posts on Tuesdays, as well as in the episode descriptions. So, so we live in the U.S., and maybe this is true in other parts of the world, too, but for the last, like, 15 years, in my mind, summer means superhero movies. Sure. And so... As we were thinking about, one, amazing superhero movies that we want to watch for this podcast, and also, like, what are we going to be watching over the beautiful summer months, (laughs) (laughs) I I was adamant (laughs) that we watch a bunch of superhero movies. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm always here for that. And, yeah, and Katie was on board. Mm -hmm. So we are going to space them out a little bit, but we are going to start with the Bollywood superhero trilogy of Krish. Yes! Even though it starts without Krish. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Even though the first movie is not Krish. Correct. And I'm like, I don't even know if the first one technically counts as a superhero movie. It's more like an alien movie. (laughs) Yeah, but it seems like maybe some superpowers happen. Yeah, and definitely sets the scene. We haven't seen this movie. The movie's called Koi Mil Gaya. I know, that's what I think every time I say the title (laughs) is the song. But so the the title is spelled Mm K-O-I-M-I-L-G-A-Y-A. It's another Rithic movie. Very excited to get back into the zone with Rithic. Also, Preeti Zinta is back on our screen. So excited to see her again. Looking forward to watching this movie that is the origin story of a superhero whose movies we will dive into the following week. (laughs) But yeah, I'm also, I'm I'm interested to watch this because having seen Krish and Krish 3, I've never really felt the urge to watch the first one. No, yeah. Because I'm so satisfied with Krish and Krish 3. Right, yeah. Um, and, the, you know, Krish explains what happens yeah. in Koi Milgaya, so I feel like we knew what happened in the movie, but it's it'll be fun to get more of the context for agreed. what Krish comes from. It's not available to stream anywhere, like, in terms of streaming services, at least not in the U.S., but it is available on YouTube. There might be commercials, which, again, you know, We've done that not a big deal, but just so people are aware. Yeah. So, the IMDb plot description reads, A developmentally disabled young man tries to continue the work his father did in communicating with extraterrestrials from outer space, which leads to something miraculous and wonderful. That's right, I forgot that his character is unclear to us at this point what his actual diagnosis is, Mm -hmm. um, but is a neurodivergent person. Looking forward to this one? Yeah. Should be a good time, I think. Yeah. Or um, maybe not, because I think it's also maybe a little sad. <laughs> yeah, I but think we'll find it's out. <laughs> definitely gonna maybe be sad, uh, but yeah, it'll it'll be a ride. Whatever. Yes, happens. it will. That's for sure. So yeah, go watch Koimil Gaya, and mm-hmm. until next week, remember Bollywood and Hollywood don't need us. And right. again, I really enjoyed the Bollywood version, <laughs> but maybe Hollywood would argue that it wasn't necessary. Bollywood needed Hollywood. Hollywood didn't need Bollywood. Correct, correct. <laughs> yes, for sure. But we need both. We do. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>